0: It's not cool like it is here in Virginia. But, um, yes, I just started online classes just this past Monday, and they're going great. I love them. But um, if you all want to open up your Bibles, we're going to be in Acts chapter 8. We're going to start in verse 26. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise! And go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jer- Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. <clears throat> and he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and setting in his chariot, read Esaias the prophet, then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran th- to him and heard him read, th- read the prophet Esaias and said, Understandest thou what readest? And he said, How can I expect some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shear, so opened he not his mouth. In this humiliation, the judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way they came unto a certain water and the eunuch said, see here is water what doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found in Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this evening that just get to be here in church tonight, your house, Lord, just to praise you, God, and Let's worship you, God. Lord, we thank you for the story of Philip and the eunuch, of the great witness of Philip, answering your call to go witness to the eunuch, Lord. And God, I just pray that you use this message. Use me to say the right things, Lord. Speak through me, God, and work through everyone's hearts here. Lord, we love you. We praise your son's holy and precious name. Amen. We have all watched the space shuttle lift off, you know, like NASA and... (laughs) off from planet Earth to go into outer space into the heavens. It sits there on a launch pad, ready to move into a whole new different realm. But the space shuttle is going absolutely nowhere until fire has been ignited, a blazing fire that takes it from a gravitational pull of Earth and delivers it to the glory of the heavens. No fire, no liftoff. No igniting, no destiny. The countdown begins, By the time they hit zero and the boosters are ignited, the ship is ready to take off in outer space. Many of us has been earthbound too long. No matter how we desire to lift off to accomplish our mission, we don't seem to be able to get off the ground. What's keeping us from getting off the ground or getting to the mission? The countdown is taking place. We are getting older by the day or me, I'm just getting younger by the day. What keeps getting in the way? What keeps getting in your way? This passage we just read talks about answering a call. We are called to something. At age 17, I knew that I was called to preach and be in full-time church service. It is also ironic that the first place I went was a desert, just like Philip. Like when we just read, Philip was called to a desert. Like Philip, we are all called, but... Are we all willing to go? That is the answer that I just want all of us just to think about and just answer in our hearts tonight just as we dive into this story that we've all grown up hearing, but there's such deep meaning in this word. So number one, we see the call. And so for letter A, I want y'all to fill out God called a man. The angel who directed Philip Easily could have told the story to the eunuch. But God did not call angels to deliver the gospel. God called us. God called me. God called you. He called us to go out and give out the good news. Just like in Matthew 28, it says... Matthew 28, I don't know. It's somewhere in Matthew. I'm lost. I got lost for a second. But but it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That was Christ's last command on earth to us. And so, he, like I said, he called me and you to go deliver the good news to the lost. Letter B, God called a man to the desert. Gaza was one of five Philistine cities about two and a half miles from the Mediterranean Sea. It was a very rough and needy place. As I said before a little bit ago, for a period of my life, a year and a half, I was in the desert of Lancaster, California, which is a part of the Mojave Desert, which is a part of the Antelope Valley in Los Angeles County, California. The desert is hot and dry, and where I was, it had rattlesnakes, black widows, spiders, coyotes, scorpions, etc. You name it, it was in that desert. The desert is an unforgiving place. It's very hot. It's gross. I, I wouldn't want to... I, that's why I moved back to Virginia. <laughs> but lastly, for point number one, we see that man obeyed the Spirit's leading. As mentioned, this is a desert. say at the end of verse 26, this little phrase has something important to it. When God called Philip to the desert... Philip with, went without any persuasion. He didn't ask why. He just obeyed God's calling and went. <clears throat> just went to the desert. Or, as the beginning of verse 30 it says, he ran. Paul Chapel says Philip was not only a faithful preacher, but a concerned soul winner. We live in a day today where people often look for the path of least resistance. Meaning, we as humans naturally want to do what is easiest. We want a path that nothing crazy or bad would happen. I'll be honest. If God told me to go out and run through a desert to, of all things, catch a chariot, I would, you know, be like... God, do I look like the type to run through a desert? I'm 5'9", 203. I'm not exactly the running type. Can I at least get a dirt bike? Or wait, better yet, how about one of those like dune buggies off of Mad Max with the spikes and big tires? Like Those are cool. I'm getting off track. Let's not talk about that. But I can get to a chariot pretty quick then. You could too. But here's the point. Philip just went. Philip ran through a desert. I thank God for people with a spirit of faith and obedience like Philip. Because it's people like that who told me the good news of Jesus Christ. It's like people like that who at age seven told me the good news of Jesus Christ while in a Sunday school classroom in Valley Baptist Church. And it's people like that who told you as an adult, as a young child, the good news of Jesus Christ. So now it's our turn to be that witness. It's our turn to be obedient like Philip, to go deliver that message. And some of us, like, we don't have to run through a desert. Some of us, all we have to do is walk across to our yard to our unsaved neighbor. First, we saw the call. Secondly, we see the concern. Letter A, God's concern for the loss. Here's some backstory. The Ethiopian eunuch was a treasurer for Candace, who was the queen of the Ethiopians. Ethiopia was the southern part of Egypt and Sudan. We see here in Scripture that God loved the Aethean so much that he sent Philip to him. Philip was in the word of God, reading, wanting to receive. Wanting to receive Christ, but he didn't know how to. He needed someone to come to him. And so God sent Philip to go and do that. And in letter B, we see God's concern is for the seeker. The Ethiopian was reading about the suffering servant in Isaiah 53. Now, if y'all want, flip over to Isaiah 53, we're going to be looking at verses 4 through 6. And with it being Isaiah 53 with the suffering servant, just with multiple different commentators that I have read through, they have they've said that this this would have been the passage that the eunuch was reading. And so I just want to highlight verses 4 through 6. It says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Sorry. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement, of our peace was upon him, and with him, and with his stripes, we are healed. And we, like sheep, have gone astray; we have turned everyone into everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So, what the eunuch was reading was ultimately: this is a picture. Of Jesus Christ. Because because it says he surely he hath borne our griefs. Christ died on the cross. He bared our griefs. He bared our sins. He took them to the cross. He suffered so that we don't have to. And then letter B. We see that he heard about Christ. Romans 10.17 says... So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing... Nope, I went to the wrong point. God's consider... Yes, yes sorry. My tablet glitched a little bit. But, um, so he heard about Christ. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Philip explains. To the eunuch, that, <clears throat> that Jesus was the fulfillment of the prophecy from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 53 is such a clear presentation of Jesus as the Messiah that even today, most Jews will not read it. Though the eunuch desired to know God, he could not be saved until he heard that Jesus was the only way. To heaven. I'll repeat that. Jesus was the only way to heaven. And there's no other way. So then lastly, we see that the most beautiful thing in this story, he received Christ. The eunuch received Christ. The Ethiopian eunuch was saved and then baptized. This is the Bible pattern. It does not say he was baptized so he would be saved. That's not how it works. Baptism is a it's sorry I got mixed up on my words there. It's been a long day today. Baptism is, is a picture of, of us. It's a profession of our faith and that's us saying here I am God I've saved, I've trusted you as a profession of faith unto the church. And But God strives to have a relationship with all of us. Every single one of us. Scripture says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Scripture does not say for the select. Scripture does not say for the Baptist. It doesn't say for the Methodist. It doesn't say for the Catholic or non-denominational. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. God does not care who you are affiliated with. He just wants a relationship with each and every one of us. And then once people have received Christ as Savior, they should be instructed to follow the Lord in what's called Believer's Baptism, which the eunuch did. He said, hey, Philip, I'm saved. I'm ready to be baptized. And Philip said, let's get, get down into the river. In the story of Philip and the eunuch, we learn that God always has a purpose in his calling. From a human standpoint, it made little sense to have a great revival and go into the desert. As this story takes place right after the biggest revival in the New Testament, as we all hear the day of Pentecost. Yet, it was the desert where Philip met the eunuch, who then returned to Ethiopia. And historians said he went back to Ethiopia and he founded the Captic Church, which for centuries was one of the largest group of believers in the world. God has called all of us, to go into the world and to deliver his message it is just to it's just up to us to take that and just receive that calling and to actually go out and deliver that message let's pray dear lord we thank you once again for just the obedience of philip and the obedience of others like Philip, Lord. And we just, um, we just thank you for everything you've done, God. We just thank you for all the witnesses in our life, Lord. And just pray that you use us this come new year to be a better witness for you. God, we love you so much. We pray this in your son's holy and precious name. Amen.